All right, so we are finally here, ladies. Today is the day that we launch Her Rules, the podcast. Are y'all excited? Yes, let's do this. I'm ready. Good, I'm super excited. We've been super excited on Facebook, super excited in the group talking about this. Uh, Just in January, it was an idea. And today, here we are. So we are launching Her Rules, a podcast for women. Uh, What we're doing is connecting generations of women together. So we have a millennial here. And we have us who are a little older than a millennial. (laughs) And what we're going to do is kind of share advice with each other and talk to each other about things that are going on. The podcast kind of started um, as a spinoff from the book that we have coming out. So we have a book coming out later this year called Sis Stand on My Shoulders. And Sis Stand on My Shoulders is a book written by women that are 30 plus years old and we're writing letters to women that are in their 20s. And what we're doing is we're telling them life lessons that we wish we knew in our 20s. You know how you go back and you say, if I knew then what I know now, what I wouldn't do. So what we're trying to do is help them to avoid those mistakes. So let me just kind of get you started here. I'm Latasha Nicole and I am the host of Her Rules. And I also am the curator of the book, Sit Stand on My Shoulders. I also own a publishing company, which is Pivot Point Publishing. Pivot Point, excuse me, Pivot Point Publishing, I help women to tell their stories. So what I do is I coach women to write their books and publish their books. And that's where Sit Stand on My Shoulders has come from. Um, That was another idea kind of came back in January and we wanted to make all of this a teaching moment. So that's where we are today. Uh, Today we got a family affair going on. Uh, Me and my sister over here, we didn't plan on wearing all white together. It just kind (laughs) of happened. And this is my daughter, Ari. So this is Ari, my daughter, Keisha, my sister. Um, I'm going to let Keisha go ahead and introduce herself. Well, hello. My name is Dr. Keisha Kadan. I go by Professor Kadan because I've been teaching um, in the college level for a while now. Um, But I have a company that produces um, educational content for the web, so webinars, online courses, um, and things like that. And so I'm proud to be a part of To Stand On My Shoulders, wrote a chapter for the book, and happy to help produce the podcast so that we can bring to life some of the stories and ideas that came out of the book, um, because it really is some incredible sharing that I think that we have uh, come upon. So, hello. (laughs) I'm happy to join as the non-millennial guest today. (laughs) So I do want to mention before we get to Ari that Sit Stand on My Shoulders is a collaborative book. So there are myself and 17 other women that have written this book. So each of us has a chapter and each chapter has a story. So it's definitely something if you know a young lady who's just getting out of college or on her way to college, I think it's a perfect gift for her. I know Ari, you and some of your friends have read it. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. There's a lot of stuff in there that people my age definitely need to see. Good stuff, good stuff. So tell us a little bit about you, what you got going on. I'm Ari. I'm the millennial. Um, This is my mom. This is my aunt. Uh, Right now, I'm training to be a doula. A doula is someone who uh, supports women uh, emotionally through their labor and um, birthing process. They help them get the um, birthing process that they want. So I'm training now um, through Dona International to do that. Um, I am the membership coordinator for me and my mom's non-for-profit called uh, Pearls and Gems Elite. Um, PGE oh yeah, I forgot for about short. That. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, that's another project where we're trying to help out 
our community is for um, young girls 9 through 14, and we basically show them and teach them things that people aren't necessarily teaching their children anymore. So, yeah. So that. that's the point kind of all this thing is to one generation to help the generation behind them and to help the generation behind them to bring this thing back. So same thing like she said with Pearls and Gems Elite, which is PGE, the not-for-profit for girls. We teaching, so I'm teaching Ari. Ari's teaching the younger generation so we can keep these lessons going and bringing back stuff that, that's been gone for a while. So one of the things that we definitely want to talk about, and we'll get to the topic today, but we want to talk about these relationships that's going on out here. It's crazy. The things that are happening out here, the standards have not been set anymore. People just doing all kind of, crazy things and I as a mom and as a woman and as a uh, um, mentor to women you just want to make sure that you do your part to make sure that they know some things so before we get started I have this segment that I like to talk about it's called what's the tea it's not gossip because we're not doing that what we're talking about is our talking teas everybody likes to wear talking teas so I ask every guest that comes on her rules to wear a tea that represents them and to tell us a little bit about the tea. Now, y'all don't know me yet, but y'all gonna get to know me. Everything is strategic, so just so you know, shameless plug, we do have a family business and we do t-shirts. And our t-shirts are called Say It With Your Chest. So Say It With Your Chest is t-shirts that represent something for you. They're not just random t-shirts, they stand for something. So I'll start by telling my t-shirt. So mine, of course, says, boss up. And that's very representative of me. I'm always trying to run something, start a business, help somebody <laughs> start a business. It's just me. I'm just bossy. So I felt like, why not put it on a T-shirt? I think it's kind of cute. And then when you see it, you look at it, boss up, and that represents me. Okay. Uh, mine is a pretty long sentence, and I don't want to mess it up, so I'm going to read it from the shirt. <laughs> it says, I'm rooting for everyone from Chicago, Chicago, or nowhere. Um, and essentially, this shirt is my life. I want to see anybody who's from where I'm from succeed. You know, if I can support you, I would definitely do that, whether they're opposed or showing up to your event or telling somebody about your services. I'm definitely a big supporter of the people who are from where I'm from. Good stuff. And yours? So my T-shirt says coffee, mascara, and real estate. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, coffee... I love coffee, but coffee represent is actually representative of the paternal side of my family who is from East Africa. And coffee is a very social thing, kind of like wine is um, in our community. So um, represent for that mascara, actually I never wore makeup and I'm just starting to wear it. So it's just kind of something that's representing something new for me. And real estate, I've been in real estate since 2002. It's actually where I started my career and then ended up in education. So um, it's definitely helped me to um, do a lot of things, learn a lot of things, and I want to always continue to keep it as a part of kind of my legacy and what I teach about. So that's it. That's good stuff. And legacy, that's a good word. That's a good like word. Ab absolutely. And because we're all up here and what we're doing now is creating a legacy. So we can go ahead and get into what we came here to talk about today. And today we're talking about qualifying the people that you let sit at the table with you and talking about what about your friends. So as we were having our discussion, one of the things that came up was, it's a sticky subject, y'all, but what came up was the Kanika Jenkins situation. Um, if you don't know who Kanika Jenkins is, she's a young lady that's from here in Chicago, mm -hmm. and she went to a party at a hotel with her friends, 
and she came up missing and then deceased, right? Correct. And she was with her friends. And I'm just wondering, how do your friends, from what I understand, her friends were there with her. They ended up taking her car or her mother's car, leaving the hotel where they were and going home and without her with them. They came with her, but they left in her car and went home without her. I just don't see me leaving somewhere where my friends are or my friend is. If we came together, we leaving together. And if we not leaving together, we going to figure out where my friend at, what's going on here. And that, that's a problem I think that's going on with these generations. They too loose with the word friend. I agree. They call Everybody anybody their friend. friend. Sis, cousin, you, you feel me? <laughs> they call anybody their friends, and, and yeah. that's just not where it's at. Yeah, I don't play those kind of games. Yeah, I mean, so. Yeah. <laughs> I came here with you. How am I going to go home to your mother and, let, and say, I don't know what happened to her? That's I just can't imagine. I can't imagine somebody going somewhere with my daughter in my car. And then the next day coming back to me with my car, but without my daughter. Like what? Where where do they do that at? Like well, that exactly. Like what? I think we have to remember that they were partying, they were drinking, um, they were participating in other activities that could be mind altering, right? And so um, I think that there may or may not have been a point in any of our lives where we were in a state where we were doing things that we may not normally do um, as a result of partying and being social. So I'm not excusing anyone's behavior, but I do think it's important to talk about that as well because if you go out with your friends, you all need to watch out for each other as it relates Absolutely. to your consumption. You know, Absolutely. and so I know which of my friends don't drink much. Exactly. I know which of my friends can hold their liquor. And they in charge. You know, yes. And they and they know that about me. And so I, I do think it's important, you know, to look after each other, know each other. Don't go out with people who won't look after you and who you don't care to look after, exactly. especially if they're getting in your car. So I got a question. Do you think that those people were truly her friends? They They left that place. I don't think. I, I don't know because we still don't know what happened to her. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they went there with bad intentions. I don't think they went there to harm her. But right. they let her go off on her own. Mm -hmm. They left without her. Maybe it, they thought they were her friends. Okay. Okay. And then when it got real, they probably just was like, well. Well. Yes. Well, I mean, to, the, to your point, um, they got a ride with her. Right? So maybe they were her friends to the point where she's got the car. Right. We want to go to the party. Mm. We rolling with you. That's conditional. Exactly. Right? That's conditional. That may not be your real, real friend, though. Yeah. Yeah. But you, <laughs> the friend that had the car, I don't know about you, but back in high school, the friend that had the car probably had the most friends. Or so the right. friends that had the car. That's, that's right? so true because, to be honest, that's how we even know each other. Because your brother was a friend <laughs> with the car. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> And so he took us everywhere. Like, he was older than us, and he wasn't actually my friend when we were getting in his car, but we became friends. <laughs> right. He was driving. He could get us where we need to go. And right. people do that. They use you for what they need and what, where you could take them to. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's real important, especially when we're talking about a car situation. Mm -hmm. exactly. You letting people get in your car and go someplace with you, and you don't even have a real relationship with mm -hmm. them. And now they even mm -hmm. took your mama car mm -hmm. and going back home without, without you. Mm -hmm. yep. 
That's crazy. People will use you as long as they can. You they you beneficial, they're going to use you. Until you can't Not be anymore. beneficial no exactly. more. Exactly. Yeah, so that's. I think it's important. I mean, what you said in terms of qualifying, that's something that we just have to keep talking about and keep reinforcing. Um, because I think you... You know, if you're a social person, you pick up friends easily. And that happens throughout your life, probably until you're an adult. But I just think about my daughter, who's very young. Everyone is her friend, you know, mm-hmm. and some friends mm-hmm. are her sister for some reason. Yeah. You know, and so it's no basis for it. But I can already start telling her. Usually, <laughs> you know, usually other people can friends. tell you. Yeah, usually yeah. other people could say that's not your friend. Normally, your mother. Yeah, your mother uh, can tell you that, or somebody that's close to you, because they always say, "What's the saying? When you're in the picture, you can't. When you're in the picture, you can't see the frame, mm-hmm. or when you're in the frame, you can't see the picture. Mm-hmm. So you don't see the things that other people can I see. Noticing, yeah. yeah, that notice that they notice that's going on because I, I we so when we were preparing for this, I kind of put a question out on Facebook, and I was asking people, women specifically about their friends and people who that they thought were their friends that did things that you were like a friend would not do that and when you think about it what made that person your friend you know what made you start to call that person your friend i understand as a child like all of us probably have friends that we have from school Mm -hmm. and you probably got that friend in school because y'all sat next to each other Mm -hmm. y'all was in line next to each other but what did they really do to deserve to be somebody that's connected to you and close to you and when we listened to the podcast before, they were talking about soul ties. And I know they were talking about that as in relation to relationships. But when you have these people that you take with you on your journey of life and they taking all of your stuff in and they, they listening to you and they giving you advice and you taking their advice. Sending you off. Right. They sending you all the way off. Because they jealous. It's either they jealous or they don't know better or they don't care about you for real. Exactly. They might be laughing at you because there's some people that they you tell all your business to. And you know what they do? They go on over there and tell it to somebody else. As soon as you go on, they laughing and joking about what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I saw on uh, when I asked on Facebook that came up was a girl said that one somebody she called her best friend. Ended up trying to date her man. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Ended up touching on her man in areas mm-hmm. that shouldn't be touched on. Now, Good I'm child. not really sure how that qualifies to be your friend. So, right. at What's what point doing? does your friend start dating your man? Mm. <laughs> like, how does that happen? It doesn't well, happen. it happened. It can happen. Talk, <laughs> it's talk happened to, to me about it. Okay. <laughs> it's happened to me. Um, Is that because your friend and your man got too close in a social setting uh i think some men are just opportunist okay um they get to know you and sometimes you have friends that are a lot like you so if a guy likes you well for whatever reason he may be able to find characteristics similarly in your friends i can understand him but i'm talking about your girlfriend well women you know some women don't have loyalty as a top some qualifier or characteristic in in their lives but I isn't mean, that a, a qualifier to be a friend? Maybe you thought But that sometimes you don't that. know that they're not loyal until they show themselves to be a disastrous example of a friend. A disastrous. <laughs> what what's another disastrous example of a friend? So, I just can't I don't know what I would do honestly if one of my friends ended up dating my guy. Some people end up getting mad at the guy. I'm not even mad at him. It ain't even about him. It's really about you because you my girl and girls are supposed what they say 
hoes before bros and all that type of stuff. Like that's you know what I mean. It's like they you don't say let bros before hoes. Yeah, it's really it's really hoes. them. <laughs> <laughs> they say that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't say that. <laughs> men, I think men will. I mean, if you really care about somebody, I guess men or women, it doesn't matter. You don't want somebody messing with your partner. But if I trusted you and I, you my sister. You my sister. I don't know why we came up with the term sister. I don't know if it's the length of the friendship that makes you call somebody a sister or the connection. I, I don't know. But if you somebody that I look at as my sister and you start messing with my guy, I can't wrap my brain around that. I don't know where the connection. Yeah, no, you cut off yeah. immediately. Yeah, it's over. It's definitely over because I can't trust you. It's because definitely a qualification of a friend is trust. Right. I don't know. Trust. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not talking about trusting you just to be able to not date my man because I wouldn't even think about that. With That's that not life, something that almost. needs to be coming. Yeah, you need to, I need to be able to trust you. We play a game with the girls where you blindfold yourself and you let somebody lead you around. Like, I need to be able to have a friend that I can trust to lead me if I'm too drunk to drive home. You gonna make sure I get home. Say that. Yeah. Like it it, and it has to come natural to you. Exactly. There's no way that you have to tell you. Yeah. You should feel that. Like I would not have my friends in certain predicaments because they like they're like an extension of me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. So with that Kanika Jenkins situation again, her 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 air quotes friends left her. Still to this day, do we know what happened to her? No. So the anniversary of her death is in September, September ninth. Um, I think it's been two years. Yeah, just about. We never really found out exactly what happened. There's a lot of speculation uh, because of the video. And now, when you get video, you rewind it, play it. People see things and don't see things. And I think that all of that controversy maybe shrouded the real story, you mm-hmm. know, and didn't give us a chance to really find out what happened um but you know we do know some basic things that she came there and she was walking around by herself in a inebriated or a state of not being in her right mind so to speak um for a long time even when her mom came back to the hotel she called the police and the police told her to wait you know maybe she would come up Mm -hmm. so that was time lost i mean it was just a lot of tragic um things that happened but so Definitely. I'm guessing a, a takeaway from that. So if you go somewhere with your friends, don't let your friend out of your sight if you can help it. Right. Especially if you recognize that they are um, incapacitated Correct. in any type of way. You want to stay close. So mm-hmm. you need a, a girl code or mm-hmm. a friend code. Stuff that we don't really talk about or we don't really think about. Maybe we need to start establishing those type of things. Those type of qualifications. If mm-hmm. I'm going to go out with you. Then, sis, we got to come home together. Mm-hmm. Make sure that we coming back together. Yeah. Um, make sure that don't, I don't, if I sit my drink down, you watch it. Mm-hmm. Or tell me don't drink out of that drink no more. Mm-hmm. Um, if yeah. you out with people, just look out for your people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, people in my generation don't really do that. They quick to dip off with different people. Maybe they seen somebody else they know at the club. They want to go with them. Maybe they meet somebody. They want to go with them. So that's part of the issue. Mm-hmm. Your you generation can't tell is different. Grown, you can't tell grown people what to do. If they want to leave. Yeah, you can't make them stay. You definitely can't make them stay. You can't make them do anything. But I just think that. Again, going back to qualifying who you with. Mm -hmm. Of course, we don't know people, just like in any type of relationship, you don't know people until you get to know them, until you sit down and have some conversations with them. But what we do, just like we do in romantic relationships, we move too fast. Mm -hmm. We skip over steps. All of a sudden, everybody, my girl, we all going out. Mm -hmm. We all at the party. And she don't even like you. Mm -hmm. You, You've seen situations where people you thought was your buddy take you somewhere and get jumped on. 
or robbed or something like that because you ain't never paid no attention to what their what their intentions are mm -hmm. you just so thirsty looking for somebody to hang out with yep, a lot of people are like that too they like a lot of different people and they know where they live and they cars i can't do that because at the end of the day i don't know what you may have been doing prior to linking up with me oh yeah that that but right you're there. a special kind of millennial though i know yeah she's different she's you're a, a lot different. like us for some reason <laughs> we I feel that yeah we raise an old yeah, soul she's got a whole soul but it's it's one of those things where people they just don't have any self-respect first of all so Thanks. let alone respect for, for somebody else, else. Exactly. and you can't if somebody doesn't have self-respect they ain't gonna give a nothing about you yep. you know what yeah. i mean they don't care about you they don't care about themselves it was uh, another thing i saw on facebook was somebody's friend ended up hooking two of their friends up with the same dude like what like where where is the yeah that's crazy where is the loyalty not even loyalty like the the line you there know what i mean no like line. how can you let somebody play your girl like that and you sitting there and oh, you watching for their entertainment you talking Period. about they were dating at the same time so yes yeah, so say i hooked Ari up with keith mm -hmm. and then i also hooked keith up with you at the oh, same yeah. time but we both your friends and I'm, I'm, i saw that on the side on the post yeah, like, and so, but I'm your friend. Supposedly. I'm supposed to be your friend. We we hang out, we kick it, we do all these things together. How do I even think that that's friendly? And then the I guy ended okay? up telling, right? Yeah, the guy yeah. was the one that reported back, like, homegirl ain't your friend. Right. She hooked me, she up, hooked me with. up with your other girl. <laughs> and he laughing and joking. And I guess the other friend laughing and joking. So that leads me to believe that the other friend didn't like you in the first place. Yeah. She She wanted to cause problems for you. For everybody involved, because from what I understand, that wasn't the first time that person had did something like that. Who does that? Like, who just sits around and says, I'm going to cause turmoil in everybody, other people's lives? That's what that person was doing. Misery loves company. For sure. Misery. I think not only misery loves company, I think all emotions love company, but misery kind of stands out more. They, mm -hmm. I, I've seen people who just want to keep poking the bear, poking, just connecting to whatever they can and trying to tear it down. And that's real important about qualifying who sits at the table with you. Because when you got something going on and you trying to achieve something, you can't have people around you that's not on that same page. That's, that's not going in that way. You know, people that always complain about everything. Mm -hmm. People that always find fault in whatever you trying to do. They, they, they look at, they, oh yeah, they mad. Unappreciated. They mad. <laughs> Back in the days when we were a little younger, they used to have to send the mad rapper. Mm -hmm. He was just mad about everything. You know, your boy get on. You you hear this story all the time. Oh, you got on and you think you better than me. Or you got some money or you went to college and you think you somebody else now. And I'm the kind of person that if I get on, I want to take my whole crew with me. Facts. I want everybody because your friends is your friends. <laughs> exactly. Now, you got the people you put on and take them with you and they don't know how to act in public settings. Yeah. And those people you need to learn about, too. Because mm -hmm. you take them, you get these celebrities like uh, Allen Iverson, for example. LeBron James did pretty good. He took some friends with mm -hmm. him, and they were all right. But you get some people. Michael Vick took his friends with him. They out there fighting the dogs. And now, and now Michael Vick career is in jail, so jeopardy, and he got to go to jail. I never understood that because if he the man with the money, he don't go to jail. jail. You let somebody else Ooh. in the crew go to jail. Yeah, I got That's something controversial to bring up then. What's dun, up? Dun, dun. What's up? What's up with R. Kelly then? Oh, oh. Lord. Okay, because listen, <laughs> R. Kelly's friends 
Oh, yeah. Plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Went right, roll right with them. They hook them up. They introduce them to the girls. They bring the girls. They go talk to them for them. They need to be he got some too. very loyal friends. Yeah. So, so yeah. it can go up. both ways. Do they all need to be yes, locked up? Because he's the only one in no. jail right now. They yeah. really need well, to get out all of his friends but need they to told be on him to, to protect so themselves. Now they, See, so yeah, now they broke back. Once the money ran out, <laughs> and which happens, once some, once your benefit runs out or your life is on the line, now then you're the now your friend gone. And again, I mean, I'm not going to say R. Kelly shouldn't be in jail. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say whether he should or shouldn't, but I'm not going to say it's the same as Michael Vick. That was a dog fighting situation. Like, come on. Come on. Don't don't let this man go to jail who's bankrolling all of y'all for everything. And I'm <laughs> sure he has some dark, dark moments when he's looking around like, wow, mm-hmm. all they doing is taking from me. Yep. I remember watching uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians back in the day when Chloe was with Lamar. And Lamar was paying all these people's cell phone oh, bills yeah. and mortgages and rent and all that kind of crazy stuff. And we do that because we somehow feel obligated mm-hmm. to take care of those that are behind us once we got on. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that I don't mind putting you on. So if I get on and I can put you on, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm not about to keep taking care of you. I'm mm-hmm. not about yeah. to be paying no. your cell phone bill. Because what you doing? Nothing. What you? I mean, but what I, if my phone is off? If you got all this money, I get, I get, don't you I want my phone to be on? Yeah, I don't care but, about your phone, really. Right. But, <laughs> but I need to put you in a position what to about make loyalty? your own money. <laughs> Right, and that's why I'm gonna put you in a position to make your money forever, so you don't have to worry about or depend on me. What does the Bible keep say? My money. The Bible said, "Teach a man to fish, and he could eat forever. Give yes. him fish, and he eat one meal." So if I pay your cell phone bill, go on every and get month, that Bible. <laughs> go and get that Bible, sis. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm just saying, like that's kind of how I think about it. Like if you could show somebody how to do something, even with PGE with our young girls. I want to teach them a skill so that they can use that skill to go forward. Mm -hmm. Because if I do it for you all the time, like even with my daughter, for years, my daughter used to go to Subway and call me in the line (laughs) in Subway, grown woman in college calling me like, Ma, how I get my sandwich. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And so, she used to call you for everything. Yeah, how, what, do I eat, what do she, I eat at blah, like, blah, blah? What do I like at this? So with I doing that, the, right, because I didn't give her nothing. She I was just me. doing it for her. And so that's the same type of thing. When you get those people that attach on to you, you handicap them. And they can't never get out of that. Mm-hmm. Function without and, you. and then they bring you down. I mean, all that stress. I don't know why Lamar was on drugs or whatever they allegedly say he was on. Mm-hmm. But I imagine having to take care of a whole bunch of people can be stressful. Mm-hmm. He probably did drugs with a friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Somebody that was using his money mm-hmm. to do the drugs. And I remember his father was on the show. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, it's the people that you connected to. We can't really choose our family. But we can choose how we deal with people. And we can choose how we deal with our family. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when people come to you and they just taking away and taking away, you got to separate yourself. Mm -hmm. Because just because you are related to somebody by blood or not, doesn't mean that you have to continue to be in a situation. Exactly. And you this is life lessons right here, boy. It's true. (laughs) It's a true story. I mean, for real, because... They say that just because that's the way it was don't mean that's the way it always got to be. Yep. And we were conditioned some time ago that, you know, that's your sister. You stick with her. You oh, no. don't stop talking to your auntie. That's your auntie. That's your blood. But your auntie killing you. Mm-hmm. Your sister killing you. Mm-hmm. Your brother robbing from you. you like, why, are, why do you have to deal with that? Well, I mean, why do you have to deal with that? Like, you don't. And that's the thing. We have to make a decision. 
about ourselves, mm-hmm. exactly. about our own lives, and what works for us. Peace before anything. Mental health, yeah. mental mm-hmm. health, and that's why you think back in the day, a lot of crazy grandmamas, a lot of crazy uncles in the back room, because they was taking on problems that didn't belong to them. Yeah, they was carrying other people's stuff around, mm-hmm. and it ain't yours to carry. That's right. And exactly. you don't have to. So for me. I know one of the things that I I use as a qualifier for friendships, relationships, and everything is that we have to be able to have a discussion. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to disagree without arguing. I'm not about to argue with you about what's best for me. Mm -hmm. One of my girlfriends, I I use a lot of sayings and cliches, but they're true. One of my girlfriends has said, if it don't work for me, it's not going to work. And that's just the reality. And people have a hard time swallowing that. If it don't work for you, then you ain't got to do it. You got to be bold enough and boss up like my shirt says and own your own situation mm-hmm. like no nah, i'm not it's, doing that it's definitely mm-hmm. okay I'm to not, say no yeah. sometimes you gotta i mean you have to get there otherwise you will be taking on people's problems and you will be laying somewhere and ain't nobody checking for you mm-hmm. once you fall into a situation right. probably like r kelly now mm-hmm. he in wherever he at new york or whatever how many of them at? friends you think who bailed him out of jail? Some random woman mm-hmm. from somewhere. Where are all your people at? Mm-hmm. Where are your people at? They're trying to stay under the radar at this point. Yeah, they're trying not to get locked up. Yeah, they don't want, well, I mean, they was there, They was out there doing wrong when it was time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they was out there enjoying the fruits of all of this when it, mm-hmm. when it was time. When it was time. So those are the things, though. Those, <laughs> those are the things, though, that you really got to be like, for real? I mean, for real, like. You with me or you not? Mm-hmm, and to yeah. me, and he probably not, sitting here reflecting on all of this. Oh, like, he got time now. He got. I think he probably gonna go to jail for like ever. For real, what they trying to know, do? They're to really him. trying to make sure they get enough charges so that some, that some of them will fix. Yeah, yeah, they own him. Okay, you will take a break and we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Latasha Nicole. <laughs>
brought the audience into our conversation today. It was getting so good in here that the Lucas twins decided to join hey, us here. Y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> if y'all missed it, they had a podcast on right before ours, so you a definitely got to check them out. The, I'm sorry, a talk show. Yes. Your favorite Lucas twins, and they killed it. They had a topic, too. We'll, we'll come back to that topic that they talked about <laughs> in a minute. But we were talking about qualifying people that hang around you in relationships, and during our commercial break, something came up about how you trying to help your family and they disrespecting you in the process mm-hmm. and your other family members are kind of guilting you mm-hmm. and to keep being disrespected mm-hmm. and that's a problem too that's a problem too like you don't have to settle for being disrespected and just like the young lady was saying she had a situation where she had to remove somebody from her home mm-hmm. that she had taken in because that's what they'll do they'll come in they'll get in your space and you can't never get them out. Mm-hmm. Like a leech. Yeah, I remember I had an uncle who came to my house, and Uh-oh. I didn't even know he lived there. Uh-oh. Till, till later. Like, I didn't even know he lived there. I was like, oh, okay, he lives here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? And it wasn't a problem, but it was a situation. Nobody consulted me mm. before he moved into my house. You know, and again, goes back <laughs> to <laughs> you feeling responsible for somebody else and taking on other people's problems. Mm. And I know one, which, what, which twin are you? Dalila. Dalila. I know you were talking about that, about taking on other people's problems. Keisha, let her mm-hmm. get the mic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying uh, the guy that I recently dated, that, that's a big issue with with him, taking on other people's problems and it's to the point, like you said, where, you know, people just, they, they'll just drain you. Mm-hmm. They'll drain you and suck you dry because he doesn't know how to say no to mm-hmm. people. And he tries to see the good in people that don't have good in them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm telling him that, but I'm like, you know, some people just have to see for themselves that people just going to drain you and they only w- around you to use you. And you don't, and you don't necessarily learn it right away. You yeah. got to go through something to and, get to that realization. And it's mm-hmm. to the point that these people drain him so much that you can't even think for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they so manipulative and they say stuff and then you second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's, 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 it's so sad. Well, some people are manipulators. Yeah. Some people are definitely manipulators and they'll think that you... Hey, <laughs> and they'll think that you know they'll have you thinking that you did something wrong or you thinking that you were responsible for a situation and again like you said it is making those boundaries setting those standards for mm-hmm. yourself what you're going to deal with what you're not going to deal with we we didn't we're going to talk about this in another show but you also need to have just some non-negotiables for your own life some things that once they cross this line it ain't happening mm-hmm. we're not doing this it is. It's, yeah, that is next week's show, talking about your non-negotiables in relationships. But in your own life, like certain things, again, like I said, for me, we got to be able to have a discussion. If we can't have a discussion without an argument, I can't deal with you. And that's, I'm not closed-minded. I'm open to ideas, and I'm open to people giving suggestions, but we're not going to argue about it. Right. I feel like, yeah, you don't need to argue with people. So that's something that's a non-negotiable for me and a qualifier for me. You got any qualifiers for people that are in your life? Um, well, I found that the people that I'm closest to understand the idea of having a lot going on. I'm a busy person. I always mm-hmm. have a lot happening. So people that um, can, 
can stay around me, it seems, also have a lot going on. Because what you find is people who don't have a lot going on, mm. they don't understand They you. want you, yeah. They try to make, they try to insult you, you know. So, for instance, you talked about um, being a, co- a co-author of a book. You have produced a podcast. You produce T-shirts. And so what people will do that don't understand, what are you doing now? Mm-hmm. Oh, now she got a T-shirt. Now she got a book. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no, it's it's not a T-shirt in the book. It's your little podcast. Oh, your little T-shirt. Oh, oh, oh. So yeah, your little company. What do you think that is? You think jealousy, that's jealousy? Insecurity. Oh, I, and and some people, it's gotten so bad and such a habit of people saying it. Some people don't realize they said it. Like I just started dating a guy, and he was like, "Okay, you know, good luck on y'all little talk show." I said, "Nothing I do is little." Mm-hmm. I said it just like nothing I do is little. He said, you know what? I'm sorry. I apologize. You got to teach people. You got to teach people. And we we talked about that um, between shows. Like you have to teach people how to behave. You have to show people because what they'll do is what they've been able to do. What's been normal, what they know, what what works for them. But just because it works for you or it works for your last person you was with don't mean it's going to work with me. Exactly. That's like I told you the guy that I was dating Monday. He came he came to my job Monday to talk to me and we had a conversation. And you know, he was like, Well, you know, the women that I've dated in the past, I was able to control the situation. Ooh, control. And I looked dead at him. I said, So did I I said, So did I make it too hard for you? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It, because if you made it too hard for him, did I make it too hard for you? If you made it too hard for them, that's what you needed to do because that means he wasn't the person for you. Because what you want is what you want. And we got to understand that there are certain things that we want. And if we not getting what we want, then we're walking around unhappy or settling. And y'all already know, I, don't, I feel some type of way about settling. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with compromising. But settling for something that you know that you don't want, you don't have to do that. Like, you don't have to do that. You can tell somebody... We were having a brief conversation, me and my kids, the other day about somebody who wanted to was in a relationship or dating and wanted to go on dates outside of the house. But they're, the person that they were dating wasn't interested in going on dates outside the house. Now, to me, that's all kind of red flags, but it don't matter. If he cool with staying in the house, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Go find you somebody that's cool with staying in the house because I want to go outside. That's what I was going to say. So, for instance... Instead of trying to convince people mm-hmm. that nothing you do is little and that you don't have to stay in a box and just write a book and be an author, you actually can expand and capitalize and tune into the, all of the gifts that you have been blessed with, right? Mm-hmm. Start surrounding your people who are like that. So, mm-hmm. for instance, when Latasha has a podcast, how can I help you? When she had a book, I'm buying a book. Mm-hmm. You got a t-shirt, I'm ordering a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And you find people like that and spend more of your time with those people because let me tell you what happens when you try to convince people that they should um, support you, they shouldn't diminish what you're doing. You get tired, your creativity falls to the wayside. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot to be a creative person and a visionary and to oh, actually yeah. go from what's in your head and what you're talking about to actually making it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it Just takes a lot to do that. It takes a lot of energy. And if you're spending your energy convincing people that you're worth their attention or their support, 
you lose what you need to make things happen. Yeah, you don't have time for it. You really don't. When you're a busy person or when you're trying to achieve goals for real, you don't have time to babysit other people. And that's something that we really have to learn because you need people that's around you that understand, hey, she busy, but that's still my girl. That's still right, my friend, right. and she going to get with me when she can get with right. me. I might not be able to do this or that, but it's not about you. You know what I mean? I got things going on in my life. I love you. I support you, and I'll help you, but I can't always be there for what you need me to be there for. Yeah, a lot of people take that personally, too. Yes, like definitely. Busy, why you not responding to my text message? Why you ain't Oh, me? Lord. Like, what about what I may be going through? Oh, that happens so much too. We don't really think about what other people are going through. I've had a situation like that. I'm, I, I've gotten better because I'm good at now trying to call and check up on my people just to make sure that they're okay. Yeah, you good? How you doing? Because I was having a situation. There were some times when I was going through some things, and I would just always text people what was going on with me, and I was never checking in on other people. And you know how they always be like, check in on your strong friend or whatever. And people weren't saying anything. And I remember I was talking to one of my girlfriends, and I was complaining as I did often and somehow in the conversation it came up that she was living in the house without no lights and she had been living like that for a while and I had never asked her once how she was doing mm. and she was just going ahead and listening to me and taking on my problems in the dark in the dark literally in the dark taking on your problems while she in the dark in the dark literally that's deep and that's what we do though that's what we do and and, and for her she could have said to me, you know, I got my own stuff going right. on. And we could have talked about that or worked through it. But a lot of times we don't say what we need. Mm-hmm. We don't say what we need. And she that's does. a huge problem. And if you don't say something, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Right. Yeah. I don't even know how I figured out she didn't have lights at the time. A lot of people are scared to say what they need. And that, I think it really does come from, like, their childhood. Because when you're a child, most of the time you're not able to say, oh, I need this. It's mm-hmm. always you're a kid. What do you have to worry? Because it was looked up. It was taught to us as a weakness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we do need things. We do, and that's another reason why and people you need end people. up. You need people. You need people around you, and you need to have people that honor you and respect you, just like you honor them and respect them. There are people you you just can't have them in your space. Their energy is just bad when they come in the room. That energy follows them. And you don't have to deal with that. Like, I don't know how many times I, because I, these are the realizations that I kind of had recently, you know, that everything ain't for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody ain't for everybody. Just because you were with this person last year, this year that might not be, you, that might not be somebody you need oh, to be with. Yeah, life takes turns. It does. We're talking about females, not even dating situations. Yeah, just people. Yeah, like friends. Yeah. Well, yeah. Associates. So, see, there we go. Associates. But you thought it was your friend for a period of time until something happened. And then you realize friends don't act like that. Exactly. Yeah. And somebody probably told you before you realized that 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 person didn't have your best intention. Because somebody saw it before you did. Nobody told us, but we saw it from the first. The you first, have a pretty good. The, gift we're, of we're, we're, yeah, we have a very good gift of discernment. So the first thing we were like, hmm. Oh, it's always like that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I know how to act accordingly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still, hey, how you doing? What's mm-hmm. going on? But it's a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah, because that trust is not there. Mm-hmm. If you gotta watch your back around somebody, or you gotta look, oh, I gotta your watch shoulder, what I say. I, ain't nobody got time for that. Not at all. <laughs> not at forty-one. I don't. Right. Be me. 
Yeah, not at, my daughter 24 and at 24 you should know that if you gotta watch what you say around your friends that's Did not you? the circle you need to be thank you yeah that's yeah that's her daughter and that's her sister yeah <laughs> how old is this 25 oh yeah 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 she almost 25 and we we didn't grew up together so she didn't seen some things probably why she wise because she's grown up around us yeah <laughs> Yeah. She usually, she, normally she would be here, but right. Yeah, cause you know they have things to do. Twenty five years old, they ain't got time. We wasn't doing this. Well, we were, we were, cause we was trying to run businesses at twenty five mm-hmm. too. But <laughs> and, you know, you out kicking it, enjoying life. It's a Thursday. They probably at home, hopefully getting ready for work or whatever it is that they want to do. But that's another thing too, choosing your own path. Mm-hmm. You know, qualifying because some of your people around you ain't gonna understand. That you want to start a business, or you—I think you said one of y'all travel for a living. Yeah, ooh, I love it. I wish I could be you, but some people don't understand that. (laughs) (laughs) But some people, like you said, they'll be like, "She travel for a living." What you know when you introduce your ideas to people? Mm -hmm. uh, Go ahead. That is sad to say, but that is one of the reasons why I stay super single for mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. A lot of men do not understand that I travel so much. Mm-hmm. Um, not they're like, how do you? First of all, you don't work, and you travel a lot. Um, like, well, like even the guy I'm dating now, he was like, well, how do you? You know, you want to be in a relationship, you want to be married, but. Could you even handle a relationship being gone that long? And I told him, I said, well, that's why I used to choose not to date men who worked. Mm -hmm. A qualifier, a standard. So you know that you want to be able to travel. So it's important for you to make sure that whoever you get with understands that this is what I'm doing. This is what I do. This is what I'm doing. And we could rock together or not. This might not be the person for you. And it's okay to say that's cool for you. But this don't work for me. Yeah. Because and, there are, and there are a lot of times when I travel, I'm not just gone for two days. Mm-hmm. I'll stay a week. Yeah. Like I was just in Dallas for an entire week. And he was like, wow, really? I said, yeah, but I just never really had the nine to five mentality. Mm-hmm. That's why I became an, like a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. And, and I think that, and I know Keisha, you could probably speak to this too. That entrepreneur thing, Corey, you could probably speak to it too, is it just bites you it's, out of nowhere. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I would thing. never go back to punching the clock. Yeah. Like, I still do registry at the hospital, but it's when I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm 24 and I hate it already. Yeah. It's so constricting. It's very constricting. Controlled. Yeah. It, con- girl, don't. You we know bo- that word. You and I are the same. We're bossy. <laughs> bossy people don't like to be controlled. I don't yeah. want people telling me what to do. Don't tell me when I can go to the bathroom. I want to be able oh, to move goodness. how I want to move. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I don't have a problem with working and working hard. I just don't need anybody over, over my, my shoulder. But for yourself, yeah. you don't mind doing All day, all night. All day, all night. And that's something. When, uh, women in business, women entrepreneurs, we may have trouble dating, too. Because some yeah. men, they can't control that. They can't. I mean, they can't handle that. Part. that. They that can't part. handle that. Oh, yeah. no, you said it right the control. first time. It's both. <laughs> It's both. Yeah, right. they they don't understand that, or, or and your friends don't understand you. You know, you you're busy. You got things to do and stuff that doesn't look like work is work. So we got five minutes left. You told me, okay. So stuff that doesn't really look like work is work, and that could be a problem. So as we get ready to wrap up, though, one thing that I want to touch on is 
if you could think of a list of things that you define that qualify people to sit at the table with you, people that can come in the room and have a discussion with you and continue to go through life with you, what are some of those type of things? I know another one for me is forward movement. I need people who are ambitious, who want to move ahead and do things and accomplish things. You, you, you going to church over there? <laughs> Bitch here, so. Uh -uh. so yeah so for me it's going to be definitely we got to be able to have a discussion I definitely need people that I can talk to mm -hmm. and can understand and I need people that know how to roll with situations who are here to be a team player and not here to yes. take away mm -hmm. so you have any anybody else have any I need to be able to trust you mm -hmm. oh that's critical I need to be able to trust you I think that's one of my top um, communication definitely must even with just your friendships because like I said, some people take personally when you don't respond to them or when they don't hear from you, but haven't stopped to think, oh, what's going on with her? Maybe mm -hmm. she have something going on. I think those are like my top. I'm still, I've been thinking about this because I wasn't thinking about it until she asked me. So I've been thinking mm -hmm. about it lately and just coming up with That's the stuff. point. It's a growing list. That's the point right there. She wasn't thinking about it until I asked her. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of the podcast. That's the whole point of the book is to start the conversation mm -hmm. because a lot of times, just like I said, we pick these people in our life and we didn't put any thought into it. They just came with us because they lived on a block from us. They was down the street for where we were. They were and, and they and now they attached to you and they going where you going and they at your events because it's your girl, this your boy, this your person. And you don't even know why. Why they there? What what value do they bring to you? I can say off the top of my head, since you asked that question, mine would be. Knowing what you want, mm -hmm. po all positive energy, no negative energy. Mm -hmm. um, people, I, I can't have people around me who put time on everything. Explain that. People who <laughs> think that because, oh, it's been six months, it can't be this good. Or because it's been 11 years, now that's, that's the, your loyalty to me. And I believe that oh, a lot yeah. of people miss out on blessings, putting time on things. Okay, so I, I can agree with that. We talked about that in a different way before. Like, time doesn't necessarily mean anything. You could have a good girlfriend that you just met and one that you've been friends with for five years. Hello. That, yeah. A relationship just got ruined because of that. Mm -hmm. The female was like, well, we've been friends for 11 years, and y'all only been dating for six months. I didn't. I don't think that you could like have feelings that strong for that person. I said, time means absolutely Yeah, uh, not at this age, for sure. <laughs> Go ahead. So uh, my list would definitely be, like I said, goals and ambitions. I just talked to somebody literally two days ago. And I, just out of the blue, I like asking this question out of the blue because it throws people off their rockers. I said, where do you see yourself in five years? And it took them a minute. Um, um, I was like, you, to my, I didn't say it, but to myself, I'm like, you should know that off the bat mm -hmm. at our age. Mm -hmm. And he was like a homeowner. I was like, and what else? <laughs> you like, and. A homeowner. I said, and I'm literally like, that's it? Yeah, and I don't want to sound too aggressive because we've been told we're really aggressive. So I was just like, I'm like, that's it. Like I, but I mean, I don't think you're too strong. If you, if somebody want wants to walk with you, they need to be able to walk with you, mm -hmm. so you don't have to carry them and pull them from behind. So I think that you are entitled to ask those questions. They wouldn't like her. <laughs> Lots of people don't. <laughs> 
Lots of people but, don't like me. Lots of people do. It's one of those things is you do or you don't. It's you know? not that they don't like you in a negative way. It's that the fact that you know who you are. And they don't like that. They get it. They get it. I love the soon as she opened her mouth. Oh, thank you, ladies. Keisha, but, oh, you got some, some lists there? Um, I had no, one more. Oh, you got one more? Go ahead. This, one, this one is really, really big. Do not ask me not to be who I am to make you happy. That's not going to work. It's not. Yeah, I know. Right. That will not work. And it goes back again to being who you are, knowing who you are and understanding that that ain't going to work for me. Yes. One of my favorite lines is I ain't going to be able to do it. I ain't going to be able to do it because <laughs> I'm not. Sometimes I literally cannot do it. I think she one of the other ladies was talking about something making her sick because she was doing something. I used to get headaches. From doing stuff I didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. You will definitely get sick. You can get depressed. Mm -hmm. um, and you can ruin your own life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Oprah or Serena or someone said, um, don't dim your light. Um, always make sure your light is bright. Mm -hmm. You don't have to dim your light so someone else's light can shine. Um, but definitely uh, have be busy. Have things you're doing. Have goals mm -hmm. in life. Um, because if you don't, then you're not going to understand me. Yeah. You're not going to understand how I move, you know, what motivates me. Um, Sounds like you got to ask some qualifying questions, too. When you bring in people around, you're like, what you got going on? Yeah, I don't even want any people, though, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's my little circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. We do have to give a shout-out to our jeweler friend. We do. Right? Okay. Y'all see so my pieces? Wanna, uh, yes, forget. <laughs> so this bracelet says dope. Y'all know I love oh, that so much. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yours says Queen. Yeah. Kiki the Jeweler. So she's Kiki the Jeweler, K-I-K-I. On, on IG. Yeah. She's on all platforms, right? Kiki the Jeweler. Check her out. She has some nice jewelry. I know the Lucas Twins had on some. I love this dope bracelet. Ooh, oh, you bought the bracelet, the ring. That's cute. That's okay. real cute. So before we wrap up, did you have any more, Keisha? Um, no, I think those are really the main drivers. Like if I think about who I am and kind of what you would have to have to match my energy, match my, fly. <laughs> match my energy, <laughs> it would be that. So as we wrap up today, our first episode of Her Rules, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I definitely leave with you when a woman makes the rules, she changes the, the game. game. And that's what we talking about, period. Poo, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us and see you next week.